Thanks, Gary. It does, in a, a world that seems a little bit more unfamiliar every year, matter a great deal to have a few places that are doggedly home places. And uh, I thank God for this one and for the people here and for the chance to be among you again, as in a way I always am, I hope, in a quiet, small way. This poem is called Against Creation. Sovereign of my heart, your temple is deep in the dead branches, moving only when the wind delves so far. Eden is a go. I mean, all's terror now. Sovereign of my heart, I am shouting at nightfall, bats above me, hummingbirds skittish below the bats, almost like dragonflies. I am shouting into debris, immodest happiness in Eden's humility, a go, a go. Adam's fall invented the future. He tied the bat's wings onto dragonflies. Nature, even as it dies, abhors imagination. What men call extinction, I call home. Uh, since I've already been introduced, Perhaps the title is, is irrelevant here. It, the poem is called My Name is Donald. Uh, but, it, 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 uh, but I find that there are fewer and fewer Donalds all the time. I mean, I think part of my growing unfamiliarity with the earth is how the names of my family seem not to be in, in use much anymore. Doris, Roberta, Donald, you know, and, and I, I miss us. Uh, and uh, so I, I, I sometimes just like saying it, you know, my name is Donald, you know, like, like some sort of unhinged valet parking attendant, uh, of which I know many. <laughs> my name is Donald. Like a fish on a hedge, the horsefly lands on my wife's lipstick. That is sobriety. That is the end of my hayride with oblivion. I wonder, how long will it be until no one knows what a hayride is or was? I've never been, but the happiness I've seen in movies, all the kids piled up in hay and a fiddler driving is very real. It was real for a while. Only a child can watch a movie sober. He is younger than the mule pulling the wagon. He is unshamed by the fiddler's expertise. His birth trumps all, which is to say, he's flying. Uh, 
the playground I take my little daughter to is also the playground I used to take my now enormous son to. And what I love is, is no matter how many years go by, the swings are always in desperate need of oil. And they just squeak no matter what year, what season, what decade, what presidency, the, the, the swings need oil. And somehow the swings sound like elephants in jeopardy. Somehow, like there's a, there's a peril about to befall an elephant on the swings. And so I like to go there and listen to them creak. The poem's called Can't Stand It. I hear the elephant music of the playground's rusted swings and up, up higher than down again, happy children take the sound. No snakes can read. Walking across the ocean, walking on flowers nowhere to be seen, I walk on gold. So says Hummingbird. So said the fountain as it filled with sand one day when I wasn't looking and my son grew old. Music dies with the man. It dies surely like a finger. We have no poetry by William Blake. Not a single note of Bach survives. Stop kidding yourself. Time is no river. It is a shard of glass cutting. My Buddha in the wheelbarrow holds up a broken bottle while he's wheeled away. A diamond is a diamond. A cloud is a cloud that looks like one. In the afterlife, I take my children to a playground. Enormous birds perch safely on nothing. The swings make no sound. This is a poem for my daughter Lucy, for Lucy. As she will explain to you, daddy's from New York, mommy's from California, I'm from China. And so it, it, it all works, it all works. Everybody's gotta be from someplace. And that's about all you, it's the only credential we've got really. For Lucy, that would be bread. That would be a table. This is death, but it moves only one way. And so the bread escapes and the table along with it easily, as easily as water spilling from a cup all over the ground. Now that I come to it, why agree to it? Every quarter of the wind is bread. Every blade of grass is a table we are walking beside deer through a halo. Uh, I don't know if you played this game when you were little with buttercups, the flower buttercups, where you stick it under someone's chin and if the reflection is yellow on the skin, it means they love you. 
I mean, it, it's, it's for the unattractive and, and unlovable like myself, it was very important to run from girl to girl to girl with my little buttercup. Uh, and then I was, I was relieved to find out that in his childhood, Jesus was much the same, chasing everyone through the Holy Land with his buttercup. Do you love me? Do you love me? Uh, here it goes. Lay of Waters. Once, Christ, like a girl, held a buttercup under my chin. Love fails. A flower cuts my throat and angels weep from the wound. Little angels. Love never fails. I met a woman in Kentucky. There's no going back. If I am in a woodland, she is the woodland, the warm, soft hand extended on the leaves. A rill, a creek, a brook, whatever it is, we've come to it in the catastrophe of little angels. Leaves fall. They catch fire, beautiful fire and never reach the ground. Love fails and never fails. Christ couldn't bear it, but we must. We must walk on water and through a woodland too. The actual past weeps from future wounds. We have children and the children live on air. Okay, but lighten the tone a little bit, uh, a poem called Death. Uh, who, who for some reason, I mean, is, has, has been a rather constant companion, you know? It's sort of like you get, you get one with your birth certificate. You know, okay, here's your birth certificate, here's your death, have a nice, have a nice trip through the theme park. And, and so, you know, you're, you're old familiars after a while. And it, it's hard not to feel that way. And it, was, it seemed to be a good occasion to use some of the words that I've always loved but never found a place for in poems. You'll, 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 you might hear that in a little while. Some homeless words that, that death led in the door. And there's also a word in here, uh, whirligig. It's it just, just pinwheel. One of my favorite things was uh, some years back, uh, they were cleaning uh, a crucifixion by Bosch that had been hanging in a monastery convent kind of circumstance for a long, 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 long time. And they thought it was time to clean it up, so they finally took it off the wall. And they noticed that there was a painting on the back of the crucifixion. And it was a, it was a painting of the baby Jesus holding a pinwheel with the most mischievous expression on his face, like this. And, it, and it, 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 it made my heart very happy to know that for centuries and centuries, right behind the crucifixion was baby Jesus with a plan, you know, and a pinwheel. And uh, th that's how I feel about death. A bad child with a plan. Death calls my dog by the wrong name. A little man, when I was small, 
death grew beside me, always taller, but always confused, as I have almost never been. Confusion, like the heart, gets left behind early by a boy, abandoned the very moment futurity with her bare arms comes a-waltzing down the fire escapes to take his hand. Death, I said, if your eyes were green, I would eat them. For what are days but the furnace of an eye? If I could strip a sunflower bare to its soul, I would rebuild it, green inside of green, ringed round by green. There'd be nothing but new flowers anymore, absolute Christmas. Death, I said. I know someone, a woman, who sank her teeth into the moon. For what are space and time but the inventions of sorrowing men? The soul goes faster than light. Eating the moon alive, it leaves space and time behind. The soul is forgiveness because it knows forgiveness. And the knowledge is whirligig. Whirligig taught me to live outwardly. Shoe shop pizza parlor, surgical appliances, all left behind me with the hooey. My soul is my home, an old star, hounded by old starlight. Death, I ask you, whose only story is the end of the story, right from the start, how is it I remember everything that never happened and almost nothing that did? Was I ever born? I think of the suicides, all of them thriving, many of them painting beautiful pictures. I think of boys and girls murdered in their first beauty, now with children of their own. And I have a church in my mind, set cruelly ablaze, and then the explosion of happy souls into the greeny, frozen Christmas Eve air. Another good Christmas, a white choir. Beside each other still, my death and I are a magical hermit. Dear mother, I miss you. Dear reader, your eyes are now green, green as they used to be before I was born. This is a poem for my mother. Against this quiet. Or a haircut. Hasn't the sky a yellow shirt? The sun, perhaps? 
torn where I saw a fog of humans and flowers, entity of a mirage growing out of walls. I'd come late to lateness. I'd lost my little door and my low door. We say, mother has died, or how is it that she gave me what she never had? I mean, happiness. I mean a good Christmas. Marrying detachment with respect, stray flowers to a nearby stranger's grave. We stumble forward because only forward remains the white din up ahead. I'd come late to lateness because mother forgave me, and then she died. Accents beyond any dream made a dream all day, every day, as when a tree drops an arrowhead of leaf into your wine, and the gaze of its standing repairs the sun, too. My dog is chasing a lizard. In a dream where the lizard isn't real, he's screaming. In the long way back out of sadness in new dark passages, he accepts smiter and tonsure. That's not right. The dog's really killed him. Hasn't the sky a sky above it, too? When God prays, the sky turns blue. Mother, even this crumb of life I also owe to you. At the rainy cemetery, as my wife and children scrambled back into the limousine, I felt I ought to stay, to be the branches of a tree forever, for at least one day, for mother, eating the sky in all sincerity, because she feared the sky, and I'd come late. I didn't stay. Tell me, stranger, my only confidant, before the body is changed by the faces of evening. Tell me I didn't stay. I'm looking for that cheerful one and I'm just not finding it. Uh, <laughs> Horror, genocide, genocide, nightmare. Yeah. I'm a very well-adjusted fellow, I, I promise. I promise. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be teaching a class in uh, Homer later this year. And I've, I, I thought what a clever fellow I'd be to gather up all the poems that Homer inspired and do those too but I, it seems I'm not a very clever fellow because there's too many of them. And so I went and added to the heap. Uh, but I'm always interested in, in, the, in the later career of Odysseus. You know, after he slaughtered the suitors and been reunited with his happy family and, you know, ordered out. And, and uh, you know, what are those last acts of the life of Odysseus? They're fun to imagine, if only to display some of your own apprehension about age onto a mythical figure, which probably is the source of mythology. 
So this is called Odysseus Hears of the Death of Calypso. All their songs are of one hour before dawn, when the birds begin. I sing another. In helpless midday at the hour, even sparrows have no heart to shrill, comes news. Suddenly, the unimaginable needs imagination and finds none. Violet ocean, only nothing, smoke of thyme and of cedar, ornate birds, nothing. Even a god who came here, hearing a sweet voice, would find only old fires now, brittle in the blackened trees. She was mast and sail. She was a stillness, pregnant with motion, adorable to me, as all my life I have hidden a cruel, secret ocean in sinews and in sleep and cowardice. She forgave me. Once she wept for me. Our child died then, and she's with him. Can it go? read two more if that's okay because one of them is kind of long. Um, one of the things I like to tell younger poets is that there comes a point in your writing life if you if you stick with poetry largely because you can't help yourself and that helplessness is vastly underrated as, as, as a source of inspiration. Uh, I'm very much a an advocate of helplessness. I think the more the better, uh, if only if it became a more general situation. And I say to them, you'll get to the point where you understand that the word toboggan rhymes with the word star. And once you can hear that, once you know that toboggan rhymes with star, you're there. You can write poems now. And this is in a way that will be in no way apparent about that. Once again, I am talking to myself, I know. Uh, but there you are, and there we are together. This is a little poem about creative writing, though I'm the only one who would ever know that. Uh, and I may be kidding myself. It's called Flight. Instance of emptiness. Knowing how is not knowing, e.g., the enormous man selling over the airplane telephone, while below us an emptiness made of 10 million stones of mist. Or is it the sun haze, the exhalation of a star in every stone? Prepares his soul and my soul for heaven and for heavens. It is 2004 and 140 AD. Juveniles' satires find America. No sede malice. We are killing everyone not here. What better now to be than empty, than a star breathing sighs into mist? Heaven, 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 
rhymes with giving in, rhymes with given. So that's how to write a poem. Just remember that and it's like putting together a model with two pieces or like being sent to Legoland for life. Legoland is also vastly underrated, by the way. It, it, it is one of the best miniature golf courses you are likely to come upon. And, and as a connoisseur of miniature golf, uh, because it uses no water and abuses no ecosystems, uh, I, I, I recommend it highly. Okay, this is, this is the long poem, longish. Uh, and it really is, I'm, I'm happy to, to, to confide in you, entirely upbeat. So, so it was worth hanging in, I hope, uh, for this, this, this cheerful ditty uh, uh, about to unfold. Uh, it's called Long-Legged Bird. Uh, and you can freely imagine any bird with long legs that, that comes to mind, and it will be entirely appropriate. So just imagine a way. I'll, I'll try to keep my voice down so as not to break the dream. Long-legged bird. One, that's always the clue that it's a long poem, right? <laughs> One, you know. And in my next translation of the Aeneid, you will note that, you know. Uh, One. I have a sweet house. Halfway to the top of fires, no one knows. A moth knows. Fire is a door, a sudden portal. He flies in, and what remains behind to burn is not moth, merely discernment. Ophelia said as much to Hamlet, who never knew. Death is an element like water and like fire, and there are many of them, all doors. Drowning, we are done with wisdom, which is carried out to sea. Burning, we leave old minds gone up in smoke. In a sweet house, halfway to extinction, the air, let me try to explain. The air is made of souls of women and men, all dancing. There's nothing to see. Acumen and discernment, as much as wisdom and wax wings, are no help. You must breathe the dead to feel the dancing. Despair is the baseline, earth and straw. Everything else, when you breathe it, is ecstasy. I want to explain. Tremolos and squealings and then a high sound sweeten the little halfway house forever. I mean, it just goes on forever as through the little portals children pour. I keep a fiddle in my bones. At night sometimes, the vibration of deep strings becomes a trembling. I wake up frightened at first, seeing the shiny cadres of my dreams dispersed into dark corners and thin air. Then, gradually, fear subsides. I am only the music that I am, and always 
it leaves me, ordinary ecstasy, awaking from silly dooms of inwardness. Watch a butterfly alighted on an iris. When it flies away, it bursts into flower, bursting the flower, projecting its colors and infant textures upward and out until the horizon itself is one pure flower flying home. Two. Loving the fire, moth feels nothing to forgive. Lifted out of the water by a thousand strengths of flowers, Ophelia lives. Forgiveness is a watercourse and conflagration all around the world. A great adventure. When I walk on ground, I walk on my bones, making music, or rather, feeling the music making me. Out of thin air, into pure air, horizon calls me. I am attending to ten accidents. I am searching through the colors. I am going home to Colorado with bombs. I am bringing a plum tree and a cherry tree for a new town. And when the avalanche has come and gone, I will put them in the ground. I expect there to be dancing. I expect there to be forgiveness on the epic scale. I have wasted the effort of all flowers because I expect there to be forgiveness on the epic scale. I keep a little man inside my bones. His fiddling makes my Chinese daughter smile. Four. When did our sweet Jesus become the purview and bad pretext of jailers? How did loving kindness come to devastate the world with wars? Five. Overhead, a long-legged bird circles my sweet house. I feel he's waiting for me to join him, to find real wings and rise out of my own mind into his air. What would I find there? Portals and invisible heavy traffic? My mother as a baby? My father a cowboy? My sister, finally, after so much heartbreak, a girl. The body travels inside the soul. The body's a passenger. This has nothing to do with Jesus, though he is right here beside me. He's unhurt. Overhead, the long-legged bird departs at last. I'm staying. My soul was kind enough to put me here, halfway to extinction with good wine and a fine little house. So here I stay. Bones of mine play no mournful melodies. There is no harm in all the world, little man. There is only happiness 
on a lofty slope where it still snows. I am breathing with my dead. I feel them dancing. Thanks very much for coming. <laughs>